Hey, hey, all you cool cats and kittens, and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I'm Jordan Palmer, joined, as always, by the one and only Charlie Budd. And today, we're talking TV dads. More specifically, our top five favorites. These can include dads of the modern age of television and stretch to throwback fathers of yesteryear. A lot of great characters to choose from, so Bud, off the cuff, here we go. Start us off what you got. Well, Palmer, um, I'm going to go with the fan favorite. I'm thinking it's a fan favorite, but Homer freaking Simpson. An absolute classic of the TV dad era. You know, the lovable oaf, the drunk, you know, (laughs) the doofus. What, What more can you want? You know, the face of comedy for 35 years and counting. I don't know how many seasons there are, but it's somewhere up in that range. A million and a half. close. <laughs> but, you know, who doesn't like good old Homer, dude? The guy's such an iconic character, you know, and, you know, Bart and Lisa and that whole relationship, especially between Bart and... Uh, I mean, it's been a while since I've really, like, sat down and watched a lot of The Simpsons, but I just remember very clearly of, like... The Simpsons movie back in the day of like <laughs> that movie's fantastic. <laughs> it um, is a great movie. It's a great movie. And like, I don't know. I just like the relationship that Homer has with his family, especially with Bart when they're like, you know, he's just like, uh, you know, tricking that guy to say stupid things like with the track. I don't even remember the whole like quote, but you know, and who can not forget spider pig. No, dude, that's literally what I, when you mentioned the the Simpsons movie, I was thinking about Spider-Pig. He's not Spider-Pig anymore. Now he's Harry Potter or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shoot. When was the first time you ever watched like the Simpsons? Oh gosh, I was so young. I must have been in like fourth or fifth grade when I think I first watched the Simpsons. Just, you know, it was just like, I remember it was like a friend of mine. We just wanted to like sit down and we're like, you do, you know, who there's like, there's like a Simpsons marathon on like a Saturday afternoon. We're like, let's just watch the Simpsons. So we just absolutely cranked out a bunch of Simpsons episodes. I don't think they were in any particular order. They were just showing a bunch of them. And so absolutely memorable show. Oh Uh, my gosh, dude. I actually, it's funny. My parents wouldn't let me like watch it when I was younger, younger. But when I was in like probably middle school, they had this like whole segment. It was called Animation Domination. And so it went like The Simpsons at six and then Family Guy at 630 and then The Simpsons at seven and Family Guy at 730. And I used to just know what it was home. I would just like watch those. Like, I was surprised that Family Guy was on that early. Yeah. I feel yeah. like The Simpsons is like not as raunchy, but like Family Guy can be, I guess. And like, so I just I'm surprised that it's on at like seven. That just shocks me. <laughs> it was one of those like random like local TV. I think it was like like our local CW affiliate or whatever. So like mm-hmm. it just came on. But dude, legendary times, legendary times. Have you ever just busted out dough as like a, a catchphrase or do you let? Yeah, younger when I, I did all the time. <laughs> I feel like it was such a thing to do, especially like when around the time the Simpsons movie kind of like came out. I think that like <laughs> resurfaced a lot of people's like love and appreciation for the show. Because, I mean, like, it was just like the talk of the town. I remember when the Simpsons movie came out. It's just like everybody was going around singing that spider pig song. Or, like, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like, like, what about the treasure of I'm a wiener? And the guy goes, like, I'm a wiener. And just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, no, just as, like, as a whole, just that show is is pretty wholesome. And I, 
like loves like there have you ever what's your favorite episode if we're just gonna throw it back oh i don't even know the episode names you know i like it's just they're all just like kind of like together <laughs> i don't know <laughs> the simpsons that's the simpsons file in your brain. i'm trying to even think of like just the plot of like one of the like my favorite episodes um Wait, is the one where like he's like you know is the one where like uh oh gosh the church episode is, is that like when I feel like that's the Simpson I don't even know. I might be thinking of Family Guy now <laughs> oh, dude like it's crazy because a lot of their episodes have like similar plots so eventually mm-hmm. they just start mixing your head so yeah no I completely understand it I completely understand well, is this the time where Mo goes like. He's like, uh, sir, uh, chief, you know, I think that guy had a, uh, a dead body. He's like, I thought so too until they said grass shavings. You really got to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know, learn to pay attention. Was <laughs> oh, that from the movie? Yeah, Chief uh, Wiggums. Oh, uh, my God. I don't remember if that's from the movie or if, like, there's I don't think episode. it is from the movie. I think it's from the show. You're yeah. good. And, and oh, my like, gosh. I thought yeah, so no. too until he said grass trimmings. <laughs> <laughs> So those little minor details mm, yeah. you gotta you gotta learn to listen, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, that was a good show, good pick. I I almost I almost went for Homer, almost. But I okay, so who's your you know first pick here? Uh, first pick, my number five is none other, and I know I talked about this show a bunch on this podcast, but I love it, and it recently ended, and it is uh, Jack Pearson, played by Milo Ventimiglia on This Is Us. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I I just A, I love this show, but B it's so interesting because the beginning, so I guess you could say it's six seasons in all. The first three seasons really detail his involvement in the lives of his kids because I mean this is not a spoiler, you like learn this in I think the first or second episode that he dies eventually, like mm-hmm. in the series. Well, in Dang. the first episode. But like so the kids ultimately grow up like kind of like the latter half of their teen years into their early adult years without him. But it, the whole show centers around their experience with him and just why his loss continues to affect them in their adult years. And so they had to paint up this picture of this really great dad. And gosh darn it, they did it. I didn't really know if he'd be able to pull it off because my little Amelia was on one of my other favorite NBC shows of all time, Heroes, where he played this guy named Peter Petrelli. And he was like very much just a, a young man who's kind of not... Figuring out his yeah, figuring out his place in the world, and just not a dad, not a dad at all. But he played it so convincingly, and it was he was so selfless and constantly, you know, laying down his needs or his wants for those of his family. And so, I wasn't sure I'd like him as a dad, but here he is, my number five dad, TV dad of all time. So, gotta say, Jack Pearson through and through. That was uh, definitely my pick. I was really debating where in this list I was gonna put him, but. Five is I was like okay we're just gonna so you have like a ranking system of like oh, yeah. five okay 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 so even though he's only in like an episode or does he like kind of come back in like flashbacks no so yeah he's there in flashbacks and it's weird like the show traces there the child like the, the three kids 
their childhood, their like teen years, and their adult years. Mm-hmm. So when you see Justin Hartley, um, oh my gosh, Christy Metz, and then Sterling K. Brown, those are the adult versions, but you see their younger versions too. So he's in it throughout for the for really heavily for the first three seasons. And they start transitioning and kind of focusing it more on the kids' relationship with their mom in the latter half of the series. So he takes kind of a backseat, but still very much there and very much beloved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, so, your number, your number four. Do you uh... number four, number four? Okay, okay. You know, you got me thinking about like somebody who always like you know is there for, you know, like the family kind of thing. Will do anything for them, and that got me thinking about good old Ned Stark from Game of Bro, Thrones. I literally, I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> I was like, do I put this man in this show? I mean, in this show, in this, uh, in this list, and I didn't. I didn't pull the trig, but. Good. Okay, elaborate, elaborate. You know, because, you know, Ned Stark, Honorable Ned Stark, he's like the main character of at least the first season. I mean, as we all know, he's only in one season. (laughs) 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 Um, But he is like kind of the character that you empathize with almost immediately. At least the entire Stark clan is kind of like a family that you empathize with. And he is truly honorable in a world where everybody is just kind of out for, you know, power and like you know they're playing all these kind of like game politics games and he's there truly to you know be someone who wants you know honor like justice or anything like that he's he 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 thinks for his family he thinks about like playing clean if you will like you know very much gets warped up like caught up in the game down in uh um the capital and like very much loses badly in a lot of different ways because he tries to stick so well to his honor and tries to be a just person. Like when he goes after like Jamie Stark, that like backfires heavily when he goes after, I believe, um, when eventually he goes after Joffrey, I mean, like he finds out the truth about Joffrey, goes after him and gets absolutely backstabbed because like he puts his faith in a lot of other people. But like the same time, that is like it was it's a refreshing trait to have in a world that is just like bogged down by like so many uh, genuinely selfish people. And like he was somebody who was selfless in a world of selfish people. So it was it was refreshing. And he was he put his family before anything else. And uh, it was great. Great character. Oh, man. OK, so here's my question. And I always think about this when I think about Ned Stark. Would you define it as define it as selflessness or naivete? Hmm. I think he's both. I mean, I think he's definitely naive. Um, but I also think he's selfless and I don't think those are mutually exclusive. Like I think okay. you can be both and yes, he certainly is a naive person, uh, for all the reasons that everybody out there is definitely, is like playing a game, playing like the game of Thrones. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and he, as I said, it's just he was like he was all about honor, you know, the honorable Ned Stack, as they always called him. Um, and it's true, and there was a reason for that, is because he tried to play it fair. He tried to play it out in the open, you know, wasn't playing close to his chest or anything like that. Like he was all about just like I know Jamie's doing terrible things. I'm gonna go after him, condemn him to show that I am somebody who stands for law and order. And not somebody who's like conspiring, you know, from the shadows and trying to like broker deals of power. 
and that no, was naive to think that in in a in a world where everybody does that very exact thing. Oh, and it's it's crazy too. Just throughout the series, they constantly refer back to how honorable he was and what a mm-hmm. good guy he is. Yeah, which great guy. They, nobody <laughs> maintains their level in that show like this man does. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. God. very few characters, and it's like I think it stands out in Game of Thrones that very few characters have like that honorable trait, and the ones that do really do stand out, in my opinion. But like, I don't think anybody is like he's like an extreme version. If you want to put it on like a spectrum, he was at like one end, and there are like definitely characters who like fall in between, like absolutely no honor and like the most honorable, like Ned Stark. But yeah. Okay, I just gotta ask: when you saw the first season for the first time, mm-hmm. how blown were you when you realized that Ned Stark would not be in season two? Um. I was like, damn, I cannot believe that. But that was what would have made like the show really exciting is that the character that you thought was going to kind of be like the one you're rooting for gets absolutely spoiler alert axed, <laughs> like yeeted. literally yeeted uh, in the first season. But it all made sense. It wasn't just like something out of like shock value to just like do it. It made sense in the context of the story, which I always I think it's a good thing. I don't. I like. I hate when character deaths are just there to be like, "Huh, well, they died." <laughs> like, yeah. And just no, like I, I, I'm, I'm much more of like it fits within the story, and it's something that like is clearly meant to happen. Then like, and like his was it was built up for like the entirety of the first season that he was going to die. So, um, so like. You think- I think so. I definitely. I mean, maybe not like from the very first episode, but like by the time he's in. Uh, like the moment that he agrees to go down to King's Landing, I think that pretty much seals the deal that he like he's not gonna really survive what happens down there. And it clearly just like it it doesn't snowball until like the last like couple episodes before it all just literally flies off a cliff or <laughs> jumps off a cliff. But like it's clear that he's making a lot of the wrong decisions. And like Littlefinger tries to advise him and eventually stabs him in the back. But um, like, but it's just clear he's made so many missteps along the way and that it was eventually going to cost him. So like as well, as shocking as it was the first time, it's like that you see that you're like, holy crap, I can't believe they did that. Like plot armor does clearly doesn't exist. And then but like when you reflect on it, it's like, OK, it actually makes a lot of sense when you like go back and you think about how he got himself into that situation like it felt organic, which was really cool. Yeah, when you put it that way, like I guess that is true. I was just I, I didn't know that's how the game how Game of Thrones worked, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, we got this dude for you know at the time when we first watched it together and I first saw it. I think they were on season season three was the most recent release. I was like, oh, I guess like we'll see what happens with him. I'm really excited, you know. How's he gonna get out of this one? And. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't get out of it. <laughs> That's how he gets out of it. Yeah, literally. And, and like, literally. I'm sure, like George R. R. Martin, when he was like writing it originally, he's like, "Well, he can't get out of this." So I think the clear thing here is to just kill him. <laughs> it's just <laughs> all like, right, Rob. It's your turn to be king in the north. Yeah. Oh. And then, um, I mean, that same thing goes for like the Red Wedding. You know, it was something like when that happens, you're just like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can continue watching this show." But then when you like think about it for a second, like you can see that it is something that is like foreshadowed all the way back at the beginning of like season two. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's. I was gonna say I'm in an adult kickball league right now, mm. and there's a uh, a team 
whose name is the reigns of Castamir. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Had to beat him. Had to put hands on him. But, uh, <laughs> for house stock for the North. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> the North remembers. Oh my should, God. Your team should have been the North remembers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man. We were that day. Goodness gracious. Uh, all right, Palmer. Let's hear it. Let's hear what number four on the list is. I'm almost 100% positive you have no idea who this person is when I say Okay, it. well, I'm excited then. Okay, it's uh, a guy, well, in the show, his name is Michael Kyle. Uh, real name is Damon Wayne. This is from the show My Wife and Kids, which was on in, like, the early 2000s. Uh, it's just a show about, like, a, a, a quirky dad uh, who has, like, three kids and a wife. And he's just, when I say extra... Like, this man will go to lengths to just embarrass his kids. And ju- and it's, I think the reason I picked him was because in so many ways, he, my dad isn't like that embarrassing, but there are parallels. There are parallels. <laughs> and so also the show is just like super funny. Does not get the love it deserves. I'm, and I don't so think I put him down it. as just kind of like a solid forward because I, I could see traits, his traits and traits of my own dad. So I was like, you know what? Gotta, gotta throw him down. I, so tell me like more about this show. I don't think I've heard of it. What network was it on? It was on ABC. Okay, yeah, I don't think I was watching ABC in the early 2000s. What were you doing in the early 2000s? Watching yeah. like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Ed, Ed, Nettie, Baby, Cat, and Dog, or Cat, Dog, <laughs> or uh, Cat and Dog, <laughs> Cat, Dog. Um, Dude, I, I was not allowed to watch. Sorry, quick aside. No, I talked about another show I wasn't allowed to watch before. I wasn't allowed to watch Ed, Ed, and Eddie as a kid. Oh, really? My my, It was hard for me to watch. that. I loved that show. It was my favorite show when I was younger. But we didn't have Cartoon Network for so long at my house. So the way I would watch it is like I would go to like a friend's house or I would go to my grandparents' house, which back then was frequent enough because they lived in like Princeton or whatever. Oh, and nice. okay. um, so they were like nearby. And so uh, we would go and um, I would watch it there because they had Cartoon Network and I would just watch Ed and Eddie, Ed, Ed and Eddie all the time. It was, it was like a year later that we did eventually get it. So I was able to watch Cartoon Network as much as I wanted. And uh, yeah, great, great show. <laughs> great, great show. Great and great. also Courage the Cowardly Dog. Fantastic. Whoa. Great show. Super creepy, like as oh, a kid, super I was creepy like, I, nightmare. I don't fuel. know if I can watch it at night, but definitely <laughs> a good show. <laughs> nightmare fuel. I mean, Cartoon Network has some golden television. Let me tell you. Back yeah, in that. I, I just remember Muriel's nephew Fred, mm-hmm. who had like a smile plastered on his face at all times, and he never spoke, but you could hear the like his voice as like a mm-hmm. voice coming in his head, and he ended everything like every sentence with, "And I did something." Naughty, <laughs> freaking creepy smile. Naughty, terrifying, <laughs> terrifying. That, dude, I want to watch that show because I work and I watch that show because that show is fantastic, it and is. it is like it is true nightmare fuel. It is absolutely. Oh terrifying. yeah, bro. I was like, you know, <laughs> and I did something <laughs> naughty. naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, like, I hate to say it, like, there was some stoner back in the 90s who was like, bro, this is the greatest show of all I mean, all those shows were, like, definitely, like, stoner shows. I mean, just think about it for a second, man. Like, SpongeBob SquarePants? Are you kidding me? 
Literally, <laughs> like the guy walked in, like they wanted it to be an Adult Swim show, and the, I heard the that. premise is that, like, hey man, like absolutely blown out of his mind, high. It's like, how about we take? It's an adult comedy, man. Listen up. All right, we have <laughs> <Sorry>. a <laughs> we have a sponge at the bottom of an ocean, and get this. His name is SpongeBob SquarePants. What? Dude, dude, that's <laughs> awesome. Write that down before you forget. And he's got a friend who's a starfish named Patrick Star. <laughs> where, do, where does Patrick live, bro? Under a rock, dude. <laughs> what? You know why? You know why? Because he never knows what's going on. <laughs> oh my god dude literally that's i could totally see that was the we just created spongebob just now that's spongebob baby and like the, the i mean like you just watch early spongebob and it's like so utterly inappropriate when like you're an adult like watching that and like how could how did they let a kid show being like this it's like i mean there was a show that they have now taken down that like is no longer aired on uh nickelodeon but it's the one where they do like the panty raid and, like unless you want to go miss the panty raid like that is no <laughs> longer aired on nickelodeon and like i cannot believe that they ever let that air Dude. in the first place to kids <laughs> i swear they definitely had somebody in the like censorship uh, <laughs> who was sleeping on the job. The dolphin sound effect episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Mr. I Krabs is up. <laughs> He's at his mom's house. Like, yeah. how does he not know? Like, it's also just sad because it shows that he doesn't know what his own mom's house looks like. <laughs> he never visits his mother. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that either. The layers, man, the layers. Dude, freaking SpongeBob and Patrick are like, we hit this place all the time. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wild, wild, wild. Oh my, I, I swear, I, I love how like, we started out with My Wife and Kids and then we just got to Spongebob. So is My Wife and Kids like an animated show or is it like live action? No, it's a live action show. Okay. Wait. Oh well. I just don't know anything about it. I know, man. dude. I, I just need to... I'll get you hip. I'll get you hip. It's on Hulu now. I'll oh, it's on... Hip. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it like... It's, it's a sitcom, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. I love how you have no frame of reference for this, so like... Oh, absolutely not. I can't not. even mention characters or anything, because you'll be like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> oh, my... How did you even find okay. that show? It's okay. We will... You, I'll, I'll introduce you, and you'll be like, you know what? I get why he's your number four. How, 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 how did you even find that show? Like, what brought you to that show? It's a good question. And why did it stay was. with you for so long? Like, why is this character someone who stood with you? That's a great question. So my parents were into it, and then as a kid, like, I was. It was like just like funny, like humor that you'll like laugh at as an adult, but also as a kid too. So that's just how it like happened. But like. Literally, it, it comes on, I think it's like on MTV every now and again, and so I'll always watch it. It's just one of those throwback shows. And so I loved it for that reason, but I never watched it all the way through. But I saw it was on Hulu, and I was like, you know what? Let me just watch all the episodes. So I uh, kind of cranked through it there. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like stupid jokes that I remember from being like a kid. And now, like, when you remember it and then you watch it again as an adult, you just laugh a little bit harder. So that's, I think that's why it stayed with me all these years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, man, okay. Numero trace there, bud. Uh, what are we working with? Uh, number 
three. Oh boy. Okay. I got to think here because I'm trying to think like shows I watched that have like dad like characters or just dad characters that are like, you know, you know, actual dads um, in the show. <laughs> like, cause I was going to say like Walter White, but like that's Dude. just like he's just a dad to be a dad, you know, like he's a dad. I mean, like, I guess his, okay, okay, we'll do Walter White, we'll yeah, do Walter pull, White pull because I actually think the show is in a way. I mean, it has a lot of familial themes. Like, you know, he is doing this for his, I mean, doing this for his family, not really. Um, yeah. <laughs> not really. Um, but I mean, he is a father and he is not a not a great one. Um, but I think he's a really well-written character. So there's that. So, uh, you know, iconic for sure. I don't think anybody would ever disagree that, you know, Walter White is not an iconic character but is somebody who is selfish greedy very toxic masculine energy um i think that's what breaking bad is kind of about also you know possibly about criticism on the u.s healthcare system <laughs> yeah i had to start selling drugs in order to pay my bills like yeah faster. yep um and uh but it's uh, you know who like the transformation of somebody who is seemingly at least, you know, just like this normal guy, chemistry teacher, caring for his family, baby on the way, suddenly has cancer. And it's just like the, the, how his family kind of gets destroyed by his ever increasing, like, you know, drug pin King, like persona, basically like, you know, it takes over like it's not really like walter white transforming it's walter white becoming who he really is you know it's like you know that's like because he's always like that from the very beginning of the show you can see that he is like a like a selfish uh prideful human and that only gets exacerbated as the show goes on and that starts to affect everyone around him so including most importantly his family like his family gets destroyed torn apart by yeah. what he does so um, and not just his like um nuclear family either like, yeah. not just his wife and children it's like mm. everybody everybody like uh Hank uh <sighs> Hank uh and uh, Marie yep um I swear whole crew. whole crew yep everybody whole it's, shebang the whole oh, man, shebang. for those of you who don't know what we're talking it is breaking bad that yeah. is the show that walter white is the father in mm -hmm. oh man okay so here's my question and without spoilers do you think in some way shape or form by the end of the series that walter might have redeemed himself or do you think that he ultimately became the person he always was and just kind of stayed that way and there aren't really anything um, about i think like he has a moment of realization when he like goes and visits skylar and says like he kind of just comes clean i don't think it's really like a redemption moment for him i think he just like because he lied to her so for so long about like his true nature he just comes to her come he just goes to her comes clean and says yeah i liked it a lot i was good at it i liked it and uh it wasn't ever about the money or anything like that it's just because i enjoyed it and I don't think that's not I, I don't think that's like a, a a redemption thing. I think that's just him coming to terms with who his true nature. Mm. 
deep, dude, deep. Do you have a favorite line of his or a favorite moment by any chance? Um, there's a lot of favorite moments. I mean, I want to rewatch the show again after I, I uh, finish like once a better call Saul ends. I think I'm going to want to rewatch Breaking Bad because it's been so long since I've watched it. Um, I think like you know, obviously some very iconic lines come to mind. It's like I'm the one who knocks. Great scene. Uh, the like basically any time in the finale where he just like goes and takes on Jack and that whole crew, um, that's just that's just awesome. When he like threatens the Greys, I think is their name, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. their name is, and yeah, he like gray matter, yeah, gray matter. Those people, uh, uh, when he goes in like to meet Tuco and he just blows <laughs> the place. It's just like yes. there's so many great scenes, um, so many great moments of. Like when he runs down that like drug dealer who like Jesse was planning to like kill, but he like he runs him over and then just blows the guy's like so good, so good, and he and he just turns to him and says, "Run, (laughs) (laughs) dude!" I swear the writers did such a good job because, like Mm -hmm. you said, he was this one character Mm -hmm. who you kind of saw glimpses of it, but very minor. Like you Mm -hmm. were kind of questioning if you even saw anything, Mm -hmm. and by the end of it. You don't even you almost don't even recognize the person. So mm-hmm. you know, tip the. You hat don't off recognize him, but at the same time, feel like you do because, like, you're yep. just like, yep, they, yep, it makes sense. It, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So yeah, Brian Cranston killed. He bodied that role, dude. Yeah. All of them did. Literally, all of them did. So good, so good. All right, I got Palmer. my mom into that show. Oh, okay, sorry, uh, I got my mom no, no, into no. that show of late, and it, rather recently, she like finished it, and she's like, "Wow, that was such a good show. I got to rewatch it." So. <laughs> After I watch Better Call Saul, I'm on it again. I've been telling my parents to watch Breaking Bad. They haven't never seen it, and I'm like, it's a good show. I'd watch it. <laughs> it's like on like Netflix. You can just watch it. Literally. Just mm-hmm. treat yourself. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Well, you want to watch good television, there you go. Yep. Free. Kind of free. Yeah, kind wow. of free on Netflix. But yes, I will say my number three pick. Like your number five pick is an animated individual, and it is none other than the American dad himself, Stan Smith. Stanley. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude. I don't know why I love this show so much. Me and like, I know so many episodes of. I can quote Family Guy for days. I know all the like episodes by name. I just have to listen to like a minute, and I can tell you what episode it is. And I can do the same for for American Dad. Stan Smith is just. It's funny. I think that the show was created. Um, I think it's in the early 2000s, so like 2001. Not long okay, after Family Guy. I mean, it's made by Seth MacFarlane, but I yes, it yeah, it's I've never really watched it. I had a friend who um was super into it during like in like high school days. Like he loved American Dad. Oh my gosh! And see, yeah, I remember you you mentioned that friend, and I was like, I need to meet this person because I think it kind of captures on the. The same energy as the Colbert Report, like no matter what, and it's American Dad, and obviously they have some like it's not even a, a big themes, but just you know he's a, a Republican, um, and they just kind of talk about that and like they make jokes, but I think everybody could appreciate it. Like either you know um, just from the opposite side, like oh that's totally how it is, or oh my gosh it's funny because he's exaggerating what life is like. Uh, so, I'm assuming it's I've always assumed it was a satirical portrayal of like the typical American conservative, like yes, just much how yes. like the Colbert Report was a satirical take on like uh, a conservative pundit, and like I assume that that's what American Dad is. That is exactly what it's like. And, <laughs> 
Seth MacFarlane's voice for him is just like every time something's going bad, it's like whoo, like but it's whoo, like I can't do it. But uh, it's just so many of my like stupid like high school night like end it with like an episode of American Dad. So I just love it. And also he's like a like a, a silly dad, but do like at the end of the day, you know he like loves his family. So I do like that heart, even though it's like very very satirical Seth MacFarlane heart. <laughs> Is the show still holding up? Do you still watch it? Okay, so it comes on TV. It used to come on um, Fox. Now it comes on TBS. I won't lie. I haven't really watched it since it made the switch over to TBS, but I can watch any early episode and still laugh. And I kind of do want to watch the new ones because I've seen like some of them, and the, it's changed a little bit, but I still think it could be pretty funny. So <laughs> they have like all the right elements. Uh, he works for the CIA, so... They always have like random like government mentions or they try to like incorporate rather current events or something like that or people. So it's pretty entertaining in that regard. All right. All right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. So gotta gotta love that. All right. We're getting up there, though. We are getting up there. We're getting up there. All right. My two. Okay. All right. Animated. Animated. Recent animated series. All right. Not technically their father, but father figure. Vander from Arcane, baby. Oh, that's a good pick. That's mm-hmm. a good pick. Great pick, huh? Oh, man. Elaborate. What uh, what prompted you to think of Vander? I didn't even like put him in my consideration. I don't know, dude. I was just thinking of like TV dads, and then I was like thinking about shows that I watched recently, and I'm like, you know what? Arcane, dude. Like Vander is a fantastic dad to his adoptive daughter daughters uh vi and powder you know you can't you know he was he's great tried to protect them and you know at any you know at all costs you know especially since they get like in trouble basically within the first episode with like the you know uh the top siders and like the 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 enforcers have to come down and like he protects them and he like he even says like you know arrest me at the end about like you know to kind of cover for uh by and uh and like his adoptive like family that he has because it's not just vine powder it's also like milo and uh, uh kruger or whatever whatever his name is <laughs> character with <laughs> that kid um and like you know that he it's like and, and it's, it's not just that but he's also kind of like the parental figure of everybody down in like the undercity like he's like kind of the leader everybody looks up to and respects you know for the most part i mean there's definitely like you know an opposition faction that kind of goes against him but at the same time they're like you know that's like his brother it's kind of it's it's an interesting di- di- dynamic and it's like always kind of like a familial tie in that uh and the entire show has like a familial ties like the, it's a huge theme it's like family is a big theme in the show i mean even when you take like silco who kind of is like a father to uh jinx you know like you know he plays that that role because you know they don't know their parents really um so it's uh He's great. He's a, he's an honorable guy. He's an honorable man, and uh, he is um, somebody who is like clearly sorely missed and uh, in the undercity when he's gone. So, no, ooh, I like that uh, out of like left field pick. That was good. That was. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Hilly Steinfeld voiced Vi? I did know that. I did. Um, big name for the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like there's like other 
kind of big names. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it is just Haley Steinfield. Um, yeah, I guess it is. I don't know anyone else <laughs> in the show. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure like I probably know their work. I just didn't know their yeah. names necessarily right off the, the bat there. I feel like a couple of them are like big um, uh, uh, like voice actors. I mean, like except for like the person who does Grayson, I've seen her and stuff like uh, the, the she she's a, been a voice actor and things. She's in uh, The Expanse. She is in a season of 24. Um, so, <laughs> Jack Bauer. Yeah. Jack Bauer. Bauer. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, and then I guess Marcus is played by that guy from Crazy Rich Asians. Remy He, I think. And, uh, oh, okay. He, he's, he's uh, I think in, the, in Crazy Rich Asians, he's like the the cousin with who does like the movie stuff and like his, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He, yeah that 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 guy plays marcus oh my gosh <laughs> no that's a great show i'm excited do we have a timetable for when season two is coming out um probably not until like late next year maybe early 2024 they said it's gonna be a lot faster than how long it took for them to make season one oh uh, which if you didn't know it took them six years to make so uh, they said it'll be a lot faster. That moment when they started making it while we were still in college and they just released it like last year. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. It's pretty wild that uh, it took them like six years to make. But what can you do? Yep. Paid off. You can't rush quality. You can't rush quality. You can't, can't rush quality. quality. It paid off for sure. I'd agree. I would totally agree with that. All right, Palmer, who do you got at number two? All right, number two. This is the one and only Reginald Bell Johnson as Mr. Carl Winslow in Family Matters. Do you know that guy, Charlie? I've heard of the show. I don't know the character. The man said, I've heard of the show, people. All right. It's the show with Urkel. Yes, Um, yes, yes. And so also Reginald Bell Johnson shouts out to Die Hard, too, because he's he's in Die Hard, the OG one. Um, No, it's just Carl Winslow is a police officer in Chicago. He's a, a, a blue-collar father. I think, in part, I love it because Key and Peele actually did a sketch uh, about him going, like, as the, like, actor to, mm-hmm. I guess, the producer of the show. And he's just like, Gene, when did, we used to be a blue-collar uh, Cosby show. Now we're, we're Quantum Leap because <laughs> after so long, Steve Urkel became – he wasn't supposed to be a central character, but he became one. And uh, they just started getting into some like wacky kind of science adventures. But no, I love Carl because he's constantly like he is the heart of the family. There's actually two episodes I remember in which he like almost died and everybody's freaking out. They're like, no, dad, no. Uh, and so you can just tell that. And he just I remember in high school, I'll say it like this. I had to get up around like 545 every morning to go to school. But I would wake up at like. 4.55 because at 5 o'clock Family Matters came on at Nick at Night and I would rush downstairs just to get into my mode for my day to watch that show to start my day and so a huge part of that was Carl Winslow just dude is one of those OG like TV dads and I had to had to include him in this so that is where we're at with that one of the best lines he had like 
his blood pressure was getting crazy high. And so they were trying to help him kind of get that under control. And so they gave him this mantra to say, and it was like, three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? <laughs> and so he was like, just saying that all throughout the episode. And Steve like did something wild and he kept trying to get himself down, but he couldn't. He couldn't. Couldn't so, get himself uh, down. Yeah, he couldn't get himself down. So no, gotta love, gotta love that. Well, what is like your favorite episode? Ooh, okay. You ask a very good question. There are a couple. There's one where he's like trying to hype up Steve. And Steve's a kid, but Steve thinks that the aunt, who is Carl's sister-in-law, like wrote a love letter about him, but she's talking about another Steve. And so they have this like little pep talk in the family room. And this man, Carl, is like, you know, you got to do, you got to do crazy. You got to get down. And then Steve's like, get down. And he's just hyping him up this whole, like, for a good five minutes. Everybody's just cracking up. And then this kid goes to this, like, restaurant where this woman's waiting on a man. And he just, like, it was it was just like, you got to see it. it I, I can't do it justice through words, but that's probably one of my all I feel like I watched episodes of the show when I was younger. I mean, because Urkel is, like, obviously an iconic character. I just remember Yes, you know, yeah, see, exactly. Watching. Um, watch it, watch it. How'd you feel when it like it ended? Or well, I guess like you, it was it was over in like the '90s. So like you kind of yeah, would yeah, you yeah. watch it the reruns? By- like by the time you were watching it, was it already over? I'm assuming it was. Yeah, I watched, <laughs> but I kind of watched it in chronological order. It used to come on, and mm-hmm. so like I saw the evolution from like because they were on for a number of mm-hmm. seasons. So I saw the kids when they, they were kids, and then I watched as they got older. And it was weird. At the end, they like they changed some things up, so it, it kind of felt like a little bit of a rushed ending. But I know that they probably had to just like wrap kind of quickly. So it was not necessarily as cathartic, but at the same time, you know, they got a chance to give the fans what they wanted to see over the years. So I can appreciate that. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. yeah. Fair right. enough. And with that, Charlie, here we are. Who is your number one TV? Oh no, I'm running. I'm running low on uh, on TV dads because I I'm just I don't know. I don't know. TV dads are tough, man. Like it is. It is. It's tough for the movie dads because movie dads like you can usually craft the character. You're only seeing them for so long, so you can make them seem super awesome or kind of super bad. But over the course of a TV show, people have the ability to evolve and change. So someone you might have liked years ago, you might not necessarily like, and you get to explore a number of different situations with them. So it's uh, it's definitely a tricky task here trying to pick a number one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so I think I'm going to have to go with... Uh, my number one? I'll be... I mean, if your number one is Randy Marsh from South Park, then I would okay. be pretty... <laughs> pretty shot <laughs> it is not that is not my number one that is not my number one but randy marsh is your number one i mean i didn't really have a specific order here but he's in the in the five he's the okay he's in the he's, top five he's in, he's in the, the top, top five. five but i don't know his character is just hilarious you know like i mean what more can you say from like as much like a stand from uh okay, american yep. dad he's very much like the your like stereotypical like satir like like portrayed in a satirical way of like a you know a right-wing redneck like um hillbilly essentially and uh it's just his his character is just something else dude like it's like i didn't hear no bell (laughs) (laughs) oh my god or like have you ever seen the clip where he 
um thinks like he started covid in like the united yes, states you be- showed me that <laughs> i swear <laughs> Where he's just oh like he like calls up Mickey Mouse and like there's like he's like I fucked a bat in China. It's just like abs- and then like it goes to him and like woo on, <laughs> which is funny because they had that written in the show before COVID happened. No freaking way, dude! <laughs> I thought they just did that like retroactively. I'm pretty sure. I think it is there's like no a. Way I don't that. think he goes to like Wuhan and then, but he goes to China in um a south park episode before covid and like so they just like canonically like have him like you know with mickey mouse like buck a bat and then brings it back to he's like i got really sick after that it's like you're telling me you didn't like test it or whatever i forgot the clip but oh it's just like shit like that it's just his character is just something else isn't he lord too isn't he what lord the singer in the show yes he is <laughs> he's lord in the show yes and he literally just wears a wig and everybody's like oh it's lord it's lord <laughs> dude let's all just as, as as a group appreciate how wild the show south park is south um, park is a fantastic show <laughs> so wait what's your favorite did you have a favorite line or moment from him um favorite line from him i, mean, I don't know I mean, of recent memory, it's just like the whole moment of like him like starting COVID. I thought was just hysterical. <laughs> I did see the clip. That was pretty. Funny. <laughs> it was just pretty funny. Um, and uh, like he, I don't know. He's just like he's a raging alcoholic, and, and oh, it's what? Just, yeah, he's a raging alcoholic. Bro, what? I did not know that. Oh yeah, it's great. I've never watch the show in depth so i am learning new things oh you need to just randomly watch south park episodes i tried to watch the first episode and i was like bruh like what is what is going on here i think i gotta just stick with it i think i gotta stick with it yeah it's such a shame that like a show like arthur doesn't have like big dad figures because i probably would have picked that i mean if archer was a oh wait he is maybe a dad archer and from archer but oh, I thought you said Arthur, like oh. the little wombat thing. <laughs> no. I was like, he has a dad in that. The wombat. He's, oh, he's an anteater. Or, yeah, he's an anteater. I didn't even think about that, but I guess he's an ant. He's an anteater? Yeah, bro. I know. Like Arthur Reed is an anteater? Yep. Also, when he's listening to music, he like wears the headphones like down here, but his ears are up here. And we just... oh yeah, I know I've seen that. What the hell is this? <laughs> I know, trippy, trippy. Well, you know they have they have headphones these days where like it's like they don't go in your ears, but like it goes like here, and then like it reverberates the sound and like you know into your skull and stuff like that. Oh. I, if I was meant to hear like that, then my ears would be wherever my temples are. Uh-uh, I'm good. Thank you. I think ears are supposed to just be like a funnel to your eardrum, not necessarily the only way you can experience sound. Hmm, that is interesting. They say that I don't sound know. travels. <laughs> okay, scientist Charlie, you got to be convinced. You got to be convinced. Oh, I don't know because I, that's what I'm assuming how that like works and like why, uh, you know, it does, you know, other things. That is true. You know, you're probably like also saving your ears from possible damage. Um, 
All right, Palmer. Who's your number one? Who do you got? Okay. Ah, I've been waiting for this moment for a minute here. My number one TV dad of all time is none other than Philip Banks, Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, as portrayed Ooh. by James Avery. That is my all good one. That's a good one. Thank you. All right. So, Thank what makes you. him your number one? Oh man, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil was like that super strict, straight-laced, you know, very distinguished individual who just constantly habitually was excellent. But you got a chance to see him on the other side. So he's a judge in the show, but you see him at home and you see that, you know, he, he likes to eat more than he should. And he's a very flawed character and he just has some of the best moments. But at the end of the day, he was always just a, a consummate father figure. Like, so, you know, the probably the character is Will and Carlton. And so Will is his nephew and he uh, takes him under his wing. You know, they invite him out to live with them in Bel Air. And so Will always gets into these, uh, these dicey situations and so uncle phil is usually the one to to save him from it and there's like you can see like in the beginning there's like judgment like this kid's stupid but over time it's just like it's at the end of the day it's it's love so you gotta appreciate that basically uncle phil kind of started out adversarial when it came to his relationship with will but in the day you could tell it all boiled down to because he cared a lot about him. And uh, there's, it was an evolution <laughs> over the course of the show, which was really, like, fun to see. And there's, like, one of my favorite episodes, um, Will gets kind of in deep with a pool shark. Mm-hmm. And so Uncle Phil goes to the pool hall, and he uh, had, brings their butler, Jeffrey. And so he starts betting uh, to, and is playing this, this pool shark. And so he's losing badly. And so finally he's like, you know, we can double it up. And so uh, the pool shark's like, oh, yeah, okay, definitely. I'll make a, a quick buck. And then all of a sudden he says to the, the butler, Jeffrey, bust out Lucille. And he has his own, like, pool cue, and he just proceeds to destroy the guys. So just, like, those, those kinds of memorable moments are classic. I respect that, you know. Always do. Always love the good old pool, the pool players, you know. Absolutely. I feel Absolutely. that on a spiritual level. Yeah. So, so sorry. Just, Did you answer my question on like why why is this guy number one on your list? Oh, just like literally, I can watch any episode of that show. I'll probably be able to quote most of it. And just he always, I mean, a class act. And I think unfortunately, James Avery is a, uh, an actor. I mean, he obviously had a lot of success, but I think he could have gone, you know, to the moon. Mm-hmm. But um, just for what he was able to give us, he has since passed. Uh, he passed in like 2013. But yeah. um, do literally just one of my all time just when i think of like a great dad you got to think of uncle phil first so gotta love it gotta love it that's fair that's fair oh man any of you like if you were to compare your dad to any of the either dads you mentioned or other (laughs) tv dads is there one that's like the closest comparison um hmm. maybe like i don't know i feel like my dad doesn't like fit into any of them fully you know i don't think he's like any combination or like i don't think he's like he definitely has like maybe characteristics of you know like the ned starks of the world like you know definitely like kind of like the honorable types but you know doesn't like he's definitely not like your andy marshes or your um you know like walter whites but 
I don't, he doesn't like he's my dad's like a quiet a little bit goofy um and uh kind of guy so he 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 doesn't he doesn't really fit into the ones that I listed necessarily but he is you know I'd say you know a trustworthy kind of honorable type so someone that you definitely could trust for sure love it love it see mm-hmm. you gotta show you what about love people. what about you Palmer for me okay I'd probably combine <laughs> Uncle Phil. Like the seriousness, um, probably with the playfulness of uh, Michael Kyle, um, you, can, you can do both. And just uh, like you said, it, not necessarily a perfect fit, but just mm-hmm. I can see traces of his personality in, in both of those those guys. So mm-hmm. definitely always fun. And it's just fun, too, because when you're like watching a TV show or even watching a movie, there like are these um, different kinds of personalities for dads. And it's always interesting to see what dad falls under what. And also they kind of start to create a little bit of a gray area where like, I never realized that this person could like, this was a, per, a particular trait or just the kind of a uh, dad that was out there. So I do mm. like that at the same time. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that was people. That was like a, a little post father's day episode for you all. Just uh, very much post father's day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, Tell your dad you said happy Father's Day and you love him. Yes, yes. But, uh, yes, we are back from our summer break that we did not announce or really plan, but it had to happen for a lot of different reasons. Um, so we're back. We're ready to uh, talk movies, talk television. Now we're here and, uh, and other assorted topics. But uh, that's been the show. Unless something you got anything else, Palmer, for us. No, that was that was it. Good to be back, people. Good to be, Good back. To be back. Good to be back. We're going to be reviewing uh, Volume Two of Stranger Things very soon, so be on the lookout for that. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. This has been the What You Got podcast. I am your host, Charlie Bud. Join with me as always is the wonderful Jordan Palmer. You can listen to our podcast every single Monday evening. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you drop a follow. And so you know when the new episodes are out, follow us on social media. Palmer, you can let them know where we are. Absolutely. You can follow us on Instagram at WhatYouGotPodcast, which is spelled W-H-A-T-C-H-A, or on Twitter at WhatYouGotCast, which is spelled the same way. And until next week, catch you all later.